Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the D2 Alive. Last one for a while. We need a spell. I think we're cooked. <laughs> good start. Good start. Yeah, good start. Yeah. How do you just come back no. on? I'm happy. Let's go. Hello, Scotty's fresh. Scotty's fresh. I might sit out and let Scotty host for a while. I'm off the bench. Bring us Straight home the bench. for the rest of the Commonwealth Games. Uh, I'm always joined by John Iffy Trevorrow, four-time national road champion. And as you heard, Scott McGrory, Olympic champion and commentator at the moment for the Commonwealth Games. And there's a lot to unpack, lads. Last day of the Tour de France Femmes. Uh, we've got an interview coming up that movie star, the team tweeted from uh, Gracie Elvin. Uh, it was quite emotional. I haven't watched it yet, so I'll be watching it with fresh eyes. Okay. Uh, and obviously there was Carnage Scooter at the Commonwealth Games. Crashes. Oh, yeah. Uh, if... Um... Look, if people haven't seen it, it's worth doing a bit of a Google search. Um, really bad scenes, actually. Uh, with Matt, that's Matt Walls from England, the Olympic Omnium champion, coming in as one of the hot favourites for the scratch race and the point race. And yeah, just got pinged up over the fence. Going, you can see that just the faces of the kids that uh, they weren't Ooh. badly injured, but there was um, on that one. There, you can see the, the he goes right over. He was pretty badly hurt, and it was the reports were it was quite serious but my understanding is if he wasn't released from hospital last night then he he would be today so everybody is okay some scratches battered bruises walls has a pretty serious knee injury and the canadian you can see up on the fence Mm. he actually as he comes back down gets his arm caught in between the rail the fence rail and the the, Mm. the wooden part of it and he's broken his arm um in there as well yeah, really can't can't even for people at the track and obviously those spectators and those kids that that's a traumatic experience. So incredibly unusual. I have seen it before, not in person, but it has happened before in you know, the last couple of years. But really, really unusual scenes to to have happen and quite disappointing. And now the other side of things from a Australian perspective, Matthew Glatzer was racing for the bronze medal in the sprint and it went to a decider and then he was relegated in the uh, in the decider so he missed out on the bronze medal but matthew richardson come away with the gold so that was fantastic and a lot of controversy about um about that decision with mac Glatzer. anyone that's an australian thinks it was rubbish <laughs> and um uh anyone else you know probably thought he was hard done by as well uh it's fair to say look i think it was a pretty harsh decision but they were very strict to the rules and he did infringe on jack carlin scottish rider um, and regardless, you know, they stuck to the rules and, you know, whether it was harsh or not, you know, it's really unfortunate for. The Wi-Fi. It's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate for the Wi-Fi, Scotty. <laughs> well, we got live comment, Jack C. Scooter, the new host of the Detour. That's if the no, Wi-Fi just, holds. Yeah. Just, just got sacked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Samantha In says, Scott, enjoying your commentary with Kate Bates immensely. Unbelievable images from the crashes. I feel for Matt Glatzer, he can't take a break. No, no, well, at least he didn't have a break. That's the thing, he had a crash in the Kieran. Um, look, he has a gold medal. He got a gold medal from the team sprint. Um, there's the, still the kilometre time trial. I'm not sure if he's on the start list. I haven't looked at that for the kilometre tonight. He would be one of the favourites if he went for it. So, look, maybe that's something he's going to try and step up didn't, and didn't do. He, didn't, he win, didn't he win this at the last come games? Didn't he win? Yeah. Killer? Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and I think, look, it depends on you know, how disappointed he was after being relegated from the sprint yesterday versus the crash from the day before. So, the Kieran got the gold medal in the team sprint. It's a big program. But, uh, you know, look, it's another race. It's only one one more bar of Wi-Fi left. 
Just keep, just keep trying uh, it out there. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do feel for Matty Glazer in that he's a great bike runner. We know that. You know, he, he, he missed out on the bronze medal. And a little, it was a pretty tough decision. It was all on the fact that he came around the Scott, but the Scott was never under the uh, metre line. You have the sprinter's line. He stayed outside it. He didn't just drift out. He stayed out, so which meant that uh, uh, Matty really should have probably given a fraction more room. It's, it's quite controversial. Matty was always going to beat him. He was going quicker than him. So it's just a bit of bad luck. And totally. Kieran, yeah, I totally agree. Totally and agree. the Kieran, the Kieran um, you know, he, he crashed badly. Maybe could have won that. But uh, I thought he made a, a real tactical mistake. He... Uh, he was in perfect position, did everything right. Always a rider's going to come from behind, and that's what he did. And he didn't leave any any room to move. So it's not like they suddenly are there. They, they've got to come yeah. whole length past you. You've got time to do something. He didn't move. He stayed there, and then he had nowhere to go. They ran into the wheel. Yeah, I totally agree with you, John. And it's one of those things in cycling, and, and Dan and I know this from you know, working with Fox Sports and, and doing interviews with riders, Cycling has always been traditionally a sport where you don't criticise the tactics or the athletes. So if you look at football, right, after every game of footy, there are 10, 12, 15 ex-players working in the media and critiquing what happened in the game. And they are going to be harsh and criticise players that didn't perform or didn't do what they thought they should have. In cycling, if you do that, the athletes won't talk to you again. And we had that with Cadell in particular. Cadell what Washington and you were to... Uh, to work with him again until he, you know, came back around again. And in this case, and Matthew's, you know, he's a fantastic guy. He's a superstar. He's been a world champion, you know, Commonwealth champion. But he made two mistakes. He made a mistake in the cure that led to that crash, um, unfortunately. And then he made, you know, a very slight mistake yesterday in the sprint, which led to him making contact with Jack Carlin. And, you know, that's why he got relegated. If he didn't do those two mistakes, he could have been a three-time gold medalist this time. Well, that ends your ability to interview Glazer then. So it's done. <laughs> yeah, it's done. But you know what I mean, though. Like, it's always been critical. And me, it's true. Critical. We, yeah, remember, me. we used to go the other way. Remember, we just lay the praise on thick for guys like Cadell. You know, Cadell with a heart the size of Ayers Rock, expecting you to bounce yeah. back today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get a yeah, better answer. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. the facial expression. I remember there was that one time I interviewed him after the time <laughs> trial, had the time trial, and I said to Cadell, I thought, you know what? It's a time trial. What do you. What's a what's an interview about a time trial? Just let him tell us what he wants to say. And I said, Cadell, you know, pretty tough time trial. You rode well. How'd it go? He said, They said go, so I went. That's right. <laughs> what about the day um, you said? Gotta remember, you guys, you've got to remember, Cadell actually is a big detour fan, so he'll be watching this. No, but he'll so he will remember. Yeah, he remember. my eyes, and then he went on and gave us a fantastic explanation of what went on in the time trial. But his first thought was. They said go, so I went. The best right. was in 2008 when he had the yellow jersey and he said it was all hectic and there's people, you know, leaning over trying to get grabs with him, whatever. And you could tell he was over it. And you came in at the end, you go, Canal, how are you feeling today? And he goes, Oh, I'm bloody over journalist, that's for sure. And he wrote off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we might need to get another grab scooter. <laughs> yeah, who else can we get? Uh, uh, the best one, though, probably still the best one was Frank Schleck. When I, I interviewed Frank oh, Schleck yeah. on top of, of uh, Mont Ventoux, and, and we all thought it was the final attack on the climb. We thought the only chance he could get from fourth up to third and beat Lance Armstrong uh, onto the podium 
was to attack him, and we couldn't see anything, could we? We were at the no. top of Vontu. There was one little tiny monitor. Virtually oh, didn't see this. any of the climb. Yeah. <laughs> and then in, in the anti-doping control, I saw Frank and called him over. I said, mate, can we get a quick grab? And Because I hadn't seen anything of the climb, really. And I said, look, we're all expecting you to attack today. You just didn't have the legs. And he said, oh, well, I don't know if you weren't watching, but, yeah, I was attacking. I said, yeah, look, mate, sorry, I haven't seen anything. Sorry, can we do that again? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the same day when I stuck my camera out and hit Lance in the head. And he head went nuts Lance. and I yeah. moved behind the Belgian journal and he thought it was him. So yeah. we, we, we missed getting in his black book that day. There's a lot to unpack, guys. We, we, we haven't found that. Really <laughs> uh, people love the detour stories, Johnny. Just let them roll. Uh, Cheryl hey, Murray hey. says... We had a great RDO Monday. Spent it watching all last night's Com Games cycling in the last stage of the Tour de France. Christina Clonan, 500 meter time trial. So she made the transition from the track in John, squad. hang on. Your phone yeah. went off. Time out. <laughs> I told him. Unbelievable. I told him if his phone goes off, he's in the sin bin. So oh, one minute in the sin bin, John. Yep. You were saying, John, well, uh, Scooter? Oh, this is extraordinary. Uh, so, yeah, Chris, Christina Clonan, she came from athletics, came across to cycling, went into the track endurance program, then made the transition back to, to sprinting. And, you know, he's been sort of in the mix at, at, at international level, but then come away with a 500-meter time trial victory. So she got a gold. Uh, so that, that's fantastic. Anyone within the Olympic, uh, so the national team program would be over the moon, totally wrapped for Christina. She's put in so much hard work and, She's a really lovely, lovely person. So everyone's happy for her, her to get that that gold. And Jess Gallagher, second gold medal for her, along with Caitlin Ward. So another great story. You know, they'll be gunning towards the Paralympic Games in 2024 as well. So, you know, a couple of gold medals um, last night, three gold medals, in fact. So we've gone to six in total, which is really good. We're pretty happy with that because it's a new look team, you know, and very much uh, it's a very much a new look team. You look at the women's team pursuit team on the first night, um, completely. You know, well, half of them at least were, were new to the team. You look at the men's team pursuit that finished third, all the riders were new. Luke Plapp was the, the most experienced of the group and he was our fifth man last year, only 12 months ago. He was our fifth rider. So we got this real new batch of riders coming through. Um, Matthew Richardson obviously stepping right up and winning gold in the, the sprint last night. So, yeah, exciting couple of days on the track. we still got one, one more night to come. All right, we'll bring John back in. It was Vazzy. Me mate, Vazzy. I don't care, I don't care no. who it is. You know no, the no. rules. Turn no, your I'm phone just, off, and that's I know it. He, I meant to turn it off. I did. Dad, I'm sorry, Dad, but uh, he should know better. He's normally listening. He's one of our, you know, uh, yeah, it's not it, his, it's fault. his fault. It is it's fault. fault. It is his fault. Yeah, yeah he did exactly. Yeah, Blame Vaz. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what are you expecting tonight, Scooter? Um. Uh, Gold the, rush the again. Wow. We've, we had the 1,000-meter time trial, okay? So if Matt Glazer can pick himself back up, then maybe he's a real shot for that. Uh, I think his confidence is shot. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him, but, you know, he... The, um, the criticism on his takes. Yeah. I don't think he... He, he, talks, he does talk to a higher power, so he may be able to get the um, the spirit behind him to come away with the win tonight and get himself up and about. 40-kilometer um, points race for the men. That's going to be a tough one for us. I don't think we're going to be competitive... In that, we've got some incredible bunch race riders from the other nations, the Kiwis, former points race world champion. Um, you know, we've got the English, the Welsh, some really strong riders in that one. Women's 10K scratch race, dead set chance for that one. Um, a couple of options that we have in there. And the women's Kieran, which, look, Christina maybe could get a medal, I think. So there's a possibility of a gold and 
and or maybe two golds and maybe a medal tonight. So we'll see how it plays out. What time are you going on air? Uh, no afternoon session um, in Birmingham. So just oh, the so evening got, session. So you got more time 11, to hang around. Yeah, Australian Australia time. It's uh, eleven p.m. But um, yeah, all right, perfect. We'll well, what what we'll do? We'll have a quick drinks break and then let's unpack uh, Animate Van Vluten, Ify. Fantastic sure, result. Mate. All right, yeah, we'll be back soon. Great. And turn your bloody phone off. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match. But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell. And thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on Bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours. And the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Yeah, massive shout out to our great mates at Bike Exchange. Go to bikeexchange.com.au, road bike, mountain bike, and they've got a sale on e-bikes. No excuses if you get on the website. Exactly, for any bit you want. Jerseys. They nicks. sell phone holders for you? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Auto, automatic switch-offs for phones. They've got one of those as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, all right, Annemiek Van Vluten, let's get to the interview post-race that she did with uh, Gracie Alban. Uh, it must be good because Movie Star shared it on Twitter. Uh, we had her on the show a couple of days ago. She's been doing some fantastic work. And their former teammates. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this. So this is Anamik after the finish of stage eight. Thank you. Congratulations. Anamik Van Vluten. You've had already an amazing career, but to wear yellow, I think, is the pinnacle now of our sport. Uh, you've had some great achievements, but how do you feel about this achievement now and wearing yellow at the Tour de France? Especially to win the first edition and also to win today in the yellow jersey the, on the Planche Ville. Yeah, that makes it extra special. It also has been a, quite a journey uh, this week with some uh, ups and downs and especially I started quite down. Um, yeah, that uh, maybe says also something about my character, never give up. And um, yeah, also today I had some struggles and I had some issues. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was never really in trouble. But um, yeah, it's, uh, also today I was not bored. Um, I'm already lost for words. I'm a bit emotional. This is a, a really special week. But I think you made a really good statement yesterday when you won the stage and you said, you know, it's because of my age and all of the training that I've done over so many years. And there's so many people watching you this week, so many young women that are now you know, idolising you and you're their hero. What kind of advice do you have for that next generation coming through that also want to race at the Tour de France? Um, a really good question. I think I want really to be a role model that fun is the basis of my, uh, of my achievements. Uh, if you don't have fun, uh, then you can better stop cycling. And I always try to 
uh, to have fun in, in what I do and in, to achieve my goals. And also I try to be not perfect. Like I accepted that for 5% of the time I'm not perfect. I eat gelato, I eat sometimes pizza, sometimes I go too late to bed. And I embrace that 5% not being perfect. But for 95% I'm really goal-orientated. Uh, but still when I make my plans, uh, I always ask a question myself, uh, do I like this? I'm, I'm not going to do uh, stuff I don't, I don't enjoy. And um, yeah, um, cycling has given me so much. Um, so I really appreciate that. And uh, that's my driving force. That's a great question. Great advice for the next generation. And lastly, I think this tour was a really big success on so many levels. What do you think that could be changed for next year? Do you think it should be longer or have a time trial or a special climb maybe? Is there anything that you would already like to see more of next year? Now, for sure, I think in a great stage phase there should be a time trial in. Uh, also, uh, there's a lack of talent time trials in our calendar, so I think that would be uh, yeah, the first thing they need to add. Um, and for the rest, I think they need to be smart with developing uh, this event. And that is like a course that is interesting. I think how it was uh, designed this year was I think quite good uh, I think also I would not push that we need to go and the Alpes and the Alps and the Pyrenees but the Alpes West would be a really nice uh, present for me to finish my career on the Alpes West in the Tour de France but I think the most important thing is that they need to design a course that uh, it's interesting to watch and then hopefully we can develop in some years when the women's peloton is ready for it into a three-week event but please don't start it next year already because uh, yeah, I think we're not ready yet for that well, congratulations and a big congratulations from me. It's been a pleasure watching you race and good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, thank you, Gracie, so much because actually you also have been part of this journey. Um, you were the ones uh, I started to target uh, the GCs. And yeah, you were the one that was always riding for me in front in the Giro Rosa. And then I was really inexperienced. And for me, you were also keeping me safe. And that's uh, also how this journey started with my first times of targeting as a GC. So it's really special for me to see you here. I mean it. <laughs> She's great. That was awesome. That was awesome. That, that That's fantastic. That was yeah. very emotional. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And good <laughs> on Gracie. Like that's a, that's a fantastic interview. And you know, obviously, you know, she's putting on the line. Yeah, let her emotion out there, which is not easy to do. And you know, that was fantastic. But I got to tell you, the first thing we're going to say is it was a, it was a great stage. I, I, I set up, watched it, and. Uh, you know, all of these beautiful things they've been talking about, you know, their, their emotion and, you know, they're all in, you know, best of mates. Well, that's not what happened out on the road today because Annemiek had some bike issues. She had to do a bike change and the others went on the attack. And so she, she was 30 seconds out the back and they, uh, uh, Volring and Elise uh, um, uh, Longo-Borghini and a whole stack of them were attacking up the front. Try, and I thought, whoa, this is a bit different. Do you notice? Do you see that, Scotty? Uh, I actually just was able to watch the highlights. I didn't get to watch the whole stage, but I did see all those incidents. But um, yeah, it's, uh, bit, no love lost, perhaps. 
the, the Dutch are so dominant. Surely there has to be a little bit of jealousy that creeps in as well, doesn't there? I don't think there's jealousy, but, you know, it, it's not like the Aussies. One Aussie wouldn't do that to another Aussie, but there's so many of the, the Dutch women, uh, I mean, they're so dominant. They're, they've probably got, if the top 30 women, probably half of them are Dutch. So yeah, yeah. it becomes a different Aussies, issue. I know some Aussies that would do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, right, we'll, we'll right. go through that list off but, but it was great and, and I just thought that Movistar yeah. I don't know because they've only got one team car in this like with the, in the men's Tour de France you've got two and one can be up with a break one can yeah. be back servicing I don't got one team why car. Is. why is that do you think I, I don't know I, I don't just know. Don't, lack of resources for the teams or if you had the resources, I think you should be allowed to have two cars. It just makes sense. No, no, it was a real set by. Uh, it's not the team saying this. It's the. Uh, no, no, no. I, I understand, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think that you know, regardless of if, if the rule is that, or if the if the consideration is that all of the teams don't have the same sort of level of resources. Nothing. No, it's nothing to do with that. I don't, I think it was to do with, from what I can gather, is to do with uh, the the um, Tour de France organisation ASO, just trying to keep it a, a bit easier. Mm. That, yeah, that was the reason behind yeah. it. it. Didn't make sense, but anyway, I think that's part of the problem. They couldn't get to Annemie with another bike, so she swapped with her teammate. She had a puncture. The bike was the wrong size. She she, she chased on that for a while, but the team car never got to her. So in the end, she closed the gap. But she rode away from the people she was with. She was with a bit of a group, and there were good bike riders. She rode away from them, caught them, went past them all, let them. I'm here. Then dropped back and, and did the bike chase. Yeah, what a champion. Yeah. Uh, a couple so, of so you reckon that was the look. You reckon that was the real look? Like she looked at them to say, look, you can I'm try here. and attack me, but suck in, yeah. I'm still, I'm too good. You reckon that's what it was? I, I can catch you on the wrong size bike. So imagine what I'm going to do to you very shortly when I'm back on mine. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a story from, there was a story from uh, the G, uh, the Vuelta, I think, years ago. Tony Rominger was leading and the Kelmay team, remember the, you know, the green, yeah, yeah, yeah. The green frogs? Right. They used to, um, yeah. They were super good climbers, okay, and there was a little bit of a crosswind and they got to the front and just started driving it in the crosswind, thinking that they were going to put Rominger in trouble or whatever. And this is a guy that broke the World Hour record, incredible time trialer. So, and the peloton, that particular year, the peloton, there's a lot of people annoyed of how just, how hard each stage was and guys were struggling to make the time limit, etc. So, Rominger, he just rode, went across on his own to the other side of the road, into the wind. And then just rode, you know, side by side across the other side of the road, looking at the entire Kelmade team swapping off on his own, just to say, "Guys, what are you doing? You're not going to hurt me." And then they all sat up. And, yeah, okay, <laughs> we can't beat you. Fine, fair enough. <laughs> Got a couple of live comments. Uh, Dave says, "Great, been great hearing Scott on the airwaves again at Com Games." Carolyn Harbeck says, "You lot are hilarious timeouts." Well, they will continue <laughs> if John doesn't turn his phone off. Uh, Kirsty Baxter says, "I was about to say, get off your phone, Iffy." Uh, Stuart Magtosh says, "Can you see coming editions of the Femmes Tour de France start uh, to get won by young and up and comers in the same way the men's has gone in recent years?" Why not? Why not? Mm. I mean. It, 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 it will happen. At the moment, uh, I mean, Annemiek, I'm pretty sure she turns 40 this year. I think she turns 40 in October or November, sometime around there. So, you know, she, she's no 
a spring chicken, as they say. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but she didn't start racing until she was about 25. She was, I think, played soccer and then got a, a, an injury. But um, there are, you know, there are a few, like young, young Sarah Gaganti. I mean, she, mm. she's uh, one young one who's come through. It's a shame she's not there. It's only because of some injuries. She would have been great in this bike race. It would have mm-hmm. been would have been lovely to see. But yeah, anyway. one of the um, one of the challenges that the the girls have had is, and this you know in the future perhaps this will change. Is they brought in the under twenty three category for the men, so you have the under seventeens into the under nineteens, which is a bit of a step up, quite a, quite a significant step up typically, because the nineteens often race against the elites, especially in Australia. And then from 19s, they have their own, say, national championships. They can be in Europe, especially especially in Europe, where they have a lot of under-23 category races. But for the girls, they go 17s to 19s, which is a big step. And then from 19s, there is no 23s. So when they, you know, even if it's, whether it's Australians or Europeans, they don't get to race against younger group of riders. So it's a huge step. And we see a big drop-off from under 17s into in australia this is under 17s to under 19s in particular there's a big drop off with the girls and for the ones that go up into the elites as well it's such a big transition that they get a little bit uh, disillusioned um so maybe there needs to be a bit more of an adjustment that comes down to a numbers we just don't have the numbers to have uh, a designated under 23 racing as much as the europeans do unfortunately if he's banging and clanging he's got to turn the stove off now it's all happening oh. Uh, the Wheel Wizard says Circuit de Getsko was on yesterday and also 19-year-old Australian won for UAE with your mate Dan 8th and Jai Hindley 12th. Bike Exchange didn't ride the day after San Sebastian. Who was the 19-year-old Aussie that won? I haven't oh. seen it. No, no idea. Let's look it up. Yeah, no, Wheel Wizard, you know we don't do great research on this. You've got to fill in the blanks. Uh, hey, Simon well, Knowles man, I'm says... I'm commentating till four o'clock in the morning all through the night. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. What an absolute brilliant ride by Anamik Van Vluten. On a side note, I can't understand why you guys don't have more subscribers. No, we just like talking to the core. We don't want to get too big, mate. Uh, <laughs> Will Wizard said, SD works, not too popular. The Dutch won every jersey. And he said, you've got to have more than seven riders to have two cars, even in World Tour. So there's the rule. Uh, oh, yeah, Andrew... Yep. Blackmore says, I give you for your month, Jones. He doesn't listen to you. Had his head back in the iPhone. Is he on the punt? Great <laughs> interviews in the tour. Uh, Will Wizard also says, Van Vluten only rode the yellow bike in the neutral zone, but had to ride it again in her four bike changes. Um, Tom remember Maloney, remember Re- Cadell? Remember Remco. Cadell's, um, mm. Cadell's yellow bike? Remember that? The year he yep. won? And yep. the, team, the team presented... I mean, they gave us an exclusive, Dan, and said to us, you know, look, hey, they're going to present this yellow bike to um, to Goodell for the final stage. And um, whoever it was, one of his close guys said, oh, no, 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 Goodell, he, won't he, won't, he won't ride that. He wants to ride on the bike that he's been riding for the whole tour. So mm. they presented him with the yellow bike, and Goodell's like, piss off, I'm not riding that. So they just put yellow bar tape on his normal one. Um, and I think it was just the neutral. So he did the same, didn't he? Rolled out. Get all the photos. Yeah, I think he, I think he did that. Yeah, for the I think, race. I think yeah. he did that. Yeah. yeah. Looked good, though, the BMC, the yellow BMC. Um, it was Juan Ayoso, who's um, Spanish, but rides for yeah. the and he's 19. 19 not Australian. 19. Surname is Ayuso. So, yeah. I got yeah. that wrong. Sorry. It's Outback Australia, Ayuso. Yeah, that's it. Far, far northwestern Australia. Far, far, far northwestern. Yeah. 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 Um, 
All right. Tommy well, you, you had a message from Tommy Maloney because I was about to send him a. There you go. Said Remco. That's not a yeah. message. That's not a question. That's for sure. No, it's just no. just just well, we'll, randomly we'll, puts out Remco. Must, well, we were talking about Remco we, yesterday. We covered uh, that yesterday. Tommy. We did yeah. on his great on, win. Tom. But but I wanted to wish Tommy all the best because he had a terrible accident uh, a while back on mountain bike with smashed hip and leg and oh, what a mess. Oh, anyway, they just found out. Ago. Oh, a few, fair few months back, and mm. then they just found out all the screws that are in the hip. Instead of running in ninety degrees, they were running parallel. So they've now got to redo all that. It's got to have a hip replacement. So, good luck, Tommy. But you, 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 uh, he's, he's a legend. He'll be right. So how he, they he's, stuff, he's how totally... they stuff that up. You went and saw Doctor Nick. Yeah, well, he saw. <laughs> I think he saw Doctor Dick. <laughs> he's totally screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite a serious issue. We're just back to the old. Yeah, look at you guys. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm fearful. I feel for you, Tom. Even though you're screwed, I'm fearful for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Screwed, all right. He said Remco yeah. San Sebastian, but he's older than 19. Oh yeah, yeah. When when Remco won it, yeah, yeah. He was only 19 or, or just 19 when he won his first uh, San Sebastian. He just won it again. Ah, uh, yeah. You were spot on. See, we were thinking. It was uh, going the wrong way, but there you go. So may maybe the next step of the detour, we'll get the sheriff back on, Iffy, and yes. uh, talk about what's happening with Jack Haig. Yes, we do need to to do that. So uh, that's a really good one. And I'll tell you, I bumped into uh, one of our old mates uh, in the uh, in the Bunnings today, and he was talking to Alan Piper yesterday, mm. and uh, he said Al's going pretty well. So we'll have to get Al back on again. Because mm. he was in, he was in Paris at the, for the last day and went to the UAE party, and oh, nice. uh, yeah, and uh, he had some uh, reflections on that. So we'll uh, ask he, Al about the tactics of UAE. Yes. Well, we, we, we spent about ten minutes talking about that today. So uh, um, yeah, interesting. He, yep. uh, as we said, he wouldn't have uh, Al wouldn't have let him uh, waste all that, all that energy in the first week. But anyway, no, no. Uh, Mm. Good learning curve. Definitely not. You learn more from your mistakes than your than your victories. Uh, now your audio's gone off scooter. Oh, has it? One, two, three, four. Can I can hear. hear. No, I can hear. I can hear you. Hang on. No, oh. I I bumped my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> right, time out, Sam. Give yourself a time out. <laughs> oh, this will be good. Yeah, right, Scotty, well, he can't come in, so we can talk about him, but. Um, this mate I caught up with today couldn't stop raving about uh, Dan Jones' interviews. So, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's, uh, it's look what it Dan does, and anyone that was listening to you know watching the SBS coverage um, for the Tour de France, you know Dan throws in the, um, you know I guess that that parochial Aussie kind of connection. Bogan. Yeah, yeah. Well, the bit of Bogan you bring bring back the Bogan. Um, because look, we got commentating. Um, you know, we can be quite vanilla, right? And why, why I was always told about TV is don't be the same. Like, if you've got mm. a panel, two, three, four people, don't be the same. Don't all agree on everything yeah. all the time. Um, so be be a bit more controversial, but it has to be honest. And yeah, you're just honest. You're just being yourself and having a bit of fun with it. It's good. That's it. That's it was it. Uh, Tommy Patton that I caught up with in in uh, Bunnings today. So he's always got the the inside goss. Senior, right. senior Sergeant Patton. Yeah, mil it. military. Mm. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, what? Right. what we got the good luck for the call tonight uh, for the commies, scooter, mm. and um, yeah, we'll be when we back again, Ify. 
Um, what today is Tuesday, but probably uh, today's Monday. <laughs> is it? Oh, tomorrow. It's Tuesday somewhere. No, it's not. Um, uh, I got uh, confirmation, guys. Confirmation um, to my accreditation for the Wollongong World Championships. Oh, so nice. Pretty, pretty chuffed to have gotten that. So, yeah, working with her uh, Channel 9 for the, on the broadcast. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so Mike Tomolaris, Kate Bates and myself on in as hosts on the panel every day. The Tominator is back. The Tominator is back. The Tominator is back. Um and hey, good on him. He spent um, a month riding around France, so yep. he might actually have some cycling knowledge for us at the world. Imagine Sports. how long his goatee's going to be by. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was having a crack at me when I was. I posted a photo the other day, an old video from from COVID days, and I had the full beard going. And he's like, "You'll have to shave that for worlds." And then every photo, every day of him and video at. Uh, it looks at the like Tour Colonel France, Sanders. We're just hanging off him, yeah. He'll have to shave as well. I should grow mine and we'll rock up as the bearded men. Like ZZ Top. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good stuff. Well, yeah, good luck for the broadcast tonight, Scooter. I'll see you again soon, John. And uh, Nick, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to – I'm sorry to interrupt, mate. A couple of things that popped up. We have David Beckham racing. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but we have David Beckham racing uh, on the velodrome. So yeah. his, the his David Indian, Beckham, a David Beckham. Oh. His parents, uh, I actually kind of, I kind of remember his, his surname, super long name, but his parents were big fans of David Beckham, obviously. So they named him David Beckham. So he's been on the track. And oh, so David also, Beckham. So Beckham is his middle name. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, he's just down as David Beckham. You know, um, whatever, a really long Indian name. I can't remember it. And we also have Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh, I Layton. saw him. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, Ronaldo Leighton yeah. Jam is his name. Yeah. And he's named yeah. after Ronaldinho, who oh, yeah. – Because you've got a couple of Ronaldos, but I didn't realise yeah. Ronaldinho is – his actual original name is Ronaldo. So Ronaldinho mm. is, is a nickname. So he's named after him. Um, and he was up against someone – uh, I forget who was racing. It might have been Glatzer, and I said, "I think Matty Presley." <laughs> yeah, no, I said because it late and jam. Because uh, you, you're throwing in these little lines all the way through. Ronaldo, I hope he's done his bootstraps up. You know, you know, David Beckham coming out on the pitch now, or whatever. And then with late and jam, it was um, uh, I said, well, Matty Glatzer will be um, looking to have late and jam on toast." <laughs> Yeah, I, I I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah. And there's no, someone else. This has been that joke. Come on, it's just funny. No, yeah. one of them did a, a time was uh, uh, you know whatever for the for the fly two hundred was nine point seven 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 four seven four seven. You said oh jet of a ride, and I'm thinking the youngsters wouldn't even get that. Seven four seven haven't been around for about bloody twenty years, mate. <laughs> Oh, yeah, your I was, hey, babe, but you got it. I was, I was, I was talking straight to you, John. My generation. <laughs> All right. Well, we look you. forward to plenty more zingers tonight, Scooter. So jot right. them down and have them ready to go. I will. All, All right. right. Cheers, guys. Enjoy, mate. Take it easy. See you guys. See you guys.